Dango's music for episode 62 of the Promoter Mouth podcast. Good evening, Pablo. Evening, Kai. 62 was Asian when I was a kid. Yeah. I had an uncle, Jack. He used to wear um, a suit all the time. Did you ever remember that when you were a kid? Like, old fellas, weren't that old, just wore suits all the yeah, time. Yeah, my granddad did. Yeah. And he died at, I think he died about 65. But we just thought it was old age. Because mm. back in, you know, back 70s, 80s, it was old age then. It was old age then. Nowadays, yeah. that's 80, 90, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. People, people well, let's hope so. Longer. Let's hope so. Well, yeah. There was yeah. a time when I thought, well, who, who cares how old, you, how long you live? And then you get a bit older and you think, yeah, actually, now I'd, I'd like at least another yeah. 20, 30 years to do the stuff. I want to be, I want to, I want to be less than halfway through my life. Wow. 106? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in no rush to go. That's a ripe old age. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, I'm a heavy lad, so I probably won't make that, but I'll keep well, on I'll try and keep, up, keep on it top light, of, Pablo. And, and I, I reckon there's a wave to sort of uh, ride, uh, which is the, the wave of medical science. So as they make, if you can just yeah. stay in front of that, you could live forever. You, they reckon, right, that the world's first thousand-year-old man is alive now. Could could be you or me. You've okay. just made. Oh, he's alive now. Okay, yeah. so the thousand-year-old man. The first f- thousand-year-old man is alive now. It's going to be an android, mate. Part android, but aren't we all part androids now with these fucking things in our hands? Well, we are. I suppose we're all switched on, aren't we? Yeah. Wow, you've gone deep. You've gone deep from the start, Pablo. Let's dig up a bit. Let, let's let's <laughs> let's get a ladder. Come on, we need to get that's out. Quite, of this that's hole. quite positive, it, though, isn't it? Well, it started off with oh, yeah, death, and then it went into a thousand-year-old man. I don't think it's me. Hey, I don't think I'm a thousand-year-old man. No, not yet. No, no, not with all of those uh, um, San Miguel's. No, no. I, I won't put. I won't put a bet on it. No, no. All right, what have you been up to, guys? Oh, this week, it's a half-term week, mate. Yeah, so it means you get to sit about and do DIY. I get to do DIY, did some bathroom stuff, and I've been a wheeler-in and a dealer-in. Yeah. Sold a car. Yeah. Bought a car. Yeah. So, how much did you sell your car for? My car went for £1,200 for a a luxury Jaguar, mate. Yeah. A 21-year-old kid rocked up to buy it. Is he going to, did he have like Listen, a staff with him? No, like, you've got to hear this, honestly. Um, I stuck it on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, yeah. 1,200 quid, lovely photos. Told them about the big scratch on the side, you know. Um, it does run lovely. I've, I've been driving it. Anyway, it was my phone was hot from the minute I've stuck it on, right? Yeah. I must have had a dozen people all going, I'd like that. Can, can I see it? Can I see it? But this kid from, from uh, Galston... 21 years old, yeah. desperate for it. He goes, oh, 1,100 quid. And I said, sure, if you can come now. And then he went, all right, 1,200. And I thought, that's a bit <laughs> fucking odd. Anyway, and then, then he was like, I've got to get a lift there. And I, I, can you wait? And I said, yeah, sure. And then he was like, I can't get a lift yet. Can you bring it over to me? Can you drive it over? And um, I've got cash waiting. I said, I ain't got time for And And he said, and I'll give you an extra 50 quid. I said, I haven't got time for that. And a taxi would be 50 quid. So, you know, there's no... Yeah. yeah, so get yourself over it. Anyway, he got a lift. He came over, looked around it, saw the scratch. Yeah. yeah. Didn't look under the bonnet, sat in it, didn't touch any of the electrics, drove it up and down the road. 
yeah, drove fine. Yeah, yeah. he booted yeah. out the at the A one four six, came back, handed over the cash, signed it over, drove it away. Right, whilst we were chatting there, and I, I was like, yeah, I've, I've had a, I, I won't say what speed I'd got out of it, but um, I'd said, I, you know, it's quite a fast car. And he said, oh, my last BMW, hundred and sixty eight miles an hour, you got out of it. Wow. And I said, fucking hell, mate, be careful. Yeah, and as he drove it away, and I also told him, I said, it needs a cam belt changing. I said, if, if I was keeping it, and I'm not because I need a bigger thing, I said, that would be the thing I'd do immediately, I said, because I, I know it's, it's a little bit frayed. Anyway, he drove it off. At, just as I pressed the button to sign it over to his name, yeah, on, online, I had a text. The cam belt's gone. We're going to have to come to some arrangement, mate. I've got it home, and the engine's knocking. I said, well, the engine wasn't knocking when you left here, mate, and when you drove it. What have you done? Anyway, he's only gone and fucked the engine on it. He How's lit- it done that, though? He's been here and there. Well, he's absolutely rammed it, I think. He's obviously pushed it as hard as he could just to see what it's like. Yeah. And he's got it home and the engine's and the timing chain's gone and everything. Uh, he didn't check the oil, he didn't do anything, you know, he just fucking drove it. It's a bit younger like he stole yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that guy's gonna just crash into problems all all the way along, well, isn't he? You know? There's a part of me would hate to be him, because that's exactly why I hate buying cars. There's yeah. also a part of me thinks, well, there's a lesson learned, mate. You didn't even open the lid to listen to the or look at the oil or the coolant or anything like that, which yeah. is what I do systematically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's done something pretty wrong to it. And I bought it off you. I'm, I don't think it's the last I've heard of it. No. But he's gone quiet. Yeah. When I worked at Lotus, there was a guy there who was in charge of quality control. I might have told you this before. He just breathed out one day and went... <sighs> I'd say, if it's got tits or wheels, it'll cost you money and give you grief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Okay. Yeah. What, what else have you been doing? Oh, my website. I was yeah. sat the other night. My website was targeted by Russian hackers. Was it actually? Are it, you just saying this to be dramatic? No, it was. It what, was did they, like, do, what, was you on the computer and writing came up and said, hello, comrade? No, no. I was on my computer and it pinged up. There was a visitor to my website. Yeah. From Russia. Oh, I yeah. thought, well, that's a bit odd. So I looked at the real-time analytics, and you can see what they're doing on the website. You can see what pages they're looking at. And they suddenly, within like a 30-second period, went through every single page and was putting little tags, WP admin, at the end of each page. To, yeah? wow. And WP admin is WordPress. Now, I've not got a WordPress website, so it didn't work. But they thought it was WordPress. Uh-huh. So they were trying to hack into my website from Russia. Right, fucking hell. What could they possibly want out of that? Well, we are at war with Russia. Just not everybody hasn't um, realised it yet. They're targeting. Yeah, we, we are. I mean, at my yeah. Facebook page is being completely battered by... Uh, and I promote my Facebook page. It's battered by these, these rogue things trying to sort of tell us that we're... Um, Guilty or something, I believe, yeah. you know. For the first time, I've looked at the news for a while, and it's pretty grim. And they, they don't have stir it up, you know. Everything is like Putin outraged and and threatening nuclear strikes and things like that. Oh, that's they've got but, a guy called uh, Medvedev. I can't yeah. I'm saying his name wrong. But basically, he hasn't got any real authority. And they wheel him out to just spout bullshit. Yeah. And he, and he can spout bullshit, and then the Kremlin can come out and go, it's just that knobhead at any given time. But there again, you've but, got all these countries that are saying, oh, we've got this nuclear, that nuclear, and we're all powerful. And then what do the British do? 
oh, they yeah. turn around and go, oh, our submarine's broken. <laughs> well, they, they, they fire a missile out of it, the Trident, we've had about 40 years, <laughs> and it goes about 40 feet in the air and plops in the ocean. And this is the second time. I can't work out why. Why, why, are, we, you, why are we even telling why anyone? Why would you tell anyone that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like we're walking into the worst pub in, in, in the country. <laughs> And sort of saying, ah, I'm shit at fighting me. <laughs> yeah. And you're the dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you, you know, it's, it's Why crackers. would you announce that? I think, and yeah. they say, we can't tell you anymore because it's a, it's a matter of national security. But you've told us enough. Yeah, you've told us enough. <laughs> Imagine Putin, he must have been pissing himself watching that. Yeah, I didn't see it. Was there, was there video footage? Yeah, there's the... yeah, video footage of the thing fucking going up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit missile. Well, it looks shit anyway. It's like it's not even missile shaped. It's like just a big cylinder. Well, if you read the news, it's it's scary. And uh, I just came off of it. It was pages and pages of that and Trump being a knobhead and all of that. And it's like, wow, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm missing nothing. Uh, so that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheeling and a dealer, a bit like a, a um, what was it, Arthur Daly? Yes. Yeah. Or a bit of Arthur. I'm going to get a sheepskin coat next. Yeah, do it, man. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, for for. So I can hide in it when the guy comes back with my car. <laughs> That's probably what... You, you need Terry around it, it'd be your mind. That's what you need. <laughs> what have you been up to, mate? Well, I've thought it's like cars this again. Yeah. So do you remember a few weeks ago I had this uh, encounter with a chap at the gym who said something really stupid, obviously felt like a bit of a dick. Did you see him? Saw him. Yes. Saw him. And, and I, said to, I said to him, I said to you, rather, uh, if I see him again... And it's been about three weeks, I think. And I said, uh, I'm going to small talk the living bejesus yeah. out of him. And I saw him, because I, I genuinely thought he topped himself. I after thought, speaking to you? After speaking to me and coming out with a crap comment that he instantly regretted. Yeah, what was and it I, he said and I, again? And I was aloof, because me and my... He said... Uh, oh, I'd, lo- I'd like to be you. He said, I wish I was you. Oh, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, <laughs> puzzled. And, and he instantly... You could tell in his face he instantly said... He but he meant because you'd finished your reps and whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And so it was an awkward social interaction, and I thought he, he might have bloody committed Harry Carey or something, because I've not seen him. He's probably spent all that time trying to sort Punching of... himself in the face. Punching himself in the face and trying to work out how to be social again. So I saw him again. And I thought, how is he? I, I, I was extremely nice to him. Hey, hello, mate, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it been going? It's so like, good like, to like see Like he's you. a long-time best friend. I mean, I'll probably get the fucking stalking me now. But, I mean, I, I was pleased to see him. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that, did you? Uh, I didn't say that, no. No, I didn't stick around too long, to be honest, because, you know... He's, uh, so he's, he's well? He's a bit odd. He's well, is he? As far as I can tell... How's his small talk well, this he's, week? He's, he's not hanging from a tree, Kai. I, that's, I'll take that. Yeah. I don't want to give him too much encouragement. But how, thought, how would you I rate thought, his small talk, though, this, this week? Because um, it was one out of ten last time, wasn't it? It, it, it was nicely proportionate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't stick around forever, and I, I, but I was, I was, I was uh, uh, engaging and smiling, thinking, you know, okay, you've got to be nice to people. Thinking, you? you wish you were me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking wish, mate. No, no. Good. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. he's all right. Yeah, he's not dead. He's not dead. Now you don't have to speak to him again. You've done. You know, no, I'll, I'll talk to him again. Who knows? He might be my best mate forever. <laughs> you might get a podcast with him soon. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Sport get, talk. Get, get him on as a guest. Yeah. So what else have been up to? Yeah, so I put here, first he changed music, then he changed the world. Who am I talking about? First he changed music, then he changed the world. Yeah. Oh. 
Who are you talking about, Pablo? I'll give you a clue. I was in his house, smoking a bifter. Bob Marley? Yeah. 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 So me and Mrs. Uh, Pablo went to uh, went to the cinema last week, and uh, they went to see the film, uh, One Love. And uh, I think it's a bit disingenuous now. I, I mean, he changed some music, and then he changed the political status quo for a brief period of time within Jamaica. Okay. But that's the tagline. First he changed music, then he changed the world. Oh, so you think... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I think they're overstating it a bit. Yeah, it's quite it? a niche. You know, not everybody was into Bob Marley, were they? I mean, he's like the, the Jamaican Elvis, isn't he? I mean, he is, he is, he is iconic. Yeah. But, you know. Anyway, yeah. the, the film. Good film. It, it was hard work. If You've been there. Did you know, recognise any of the sites? I wanted to. Oh. Uh, but a lot of Jamaica looks the same. Without being disrespectful. You're describing it like it's Norfolk. No, no <laughs> Norfolk looks lovely. Like, Jamaica looks lovely, but their built environment is fucking shite. Okay. Right? It is a complete shambles. And it's a poor country, but they can't get their fucking shit together. God love them. They, yeah, it's, Do uh, they have money coming in and it just goes in one direction? Or is it just a poor country? It's, it's, it's a poor country. But even then, I mean, some of the things I saw, you're thinking, you could be a bit tidier with that. What? That hot. <laughs> <laughs> that grouting. Yeah. yeah. We got dragged into this... Service station, right? It wasn't really a service station. It was a collection of outbuildings and the coach that we were in going off to a... I think we were actually off to see Bob Marley's house. And and it drove into this sort of service station. There was like little huts and uh, chalets and a, and a bit of a building there. And this was like a point of uh, sale for customers. One window had all of these... Bits of plastic and crap just piled up against the window. So you just looked a complete fucking mess. But here's the bit that they were bringing tourists. Yeah. I mean, you could be poor all you like. Shift that shit away from the window. Because <laughs> it looks absolute bobbins, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah anyway. But the film, it was an okay film. It was a, it was a good vibe. I sort of imagined myself packing Bob Marley's house, smoking a big bifter. With a red uh, stripe yeah. in your hand. Yeah. It was good for that. But if you if you don't if you don't know anything about Bob Marley, you don't and then he went to watch that, you wouldn't know much afterwards other than the fact he did a bit of singing. Is it a biopic? Is that the idea? It's, it's not of, like your Elton and your Elvis one though, is it? No, it doesn't go into and that much queen. detail. It really doesn't go into that much detail. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, it was a yeah, fairly hard work. Hellfire and Damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. It's quite a long intro, that one, isn't it? It's brilliant, that, that felt it? quite long. Yeah, no, I love that, though. I've put punters following acts into the green room. Yeah. Um, not a fan. I'm not, I'm not either. I'll let you elaborate. Well, I had a gig in I, mm. and during the first interval, turned me back for five minutes, I was up, upstairs, and I thought, well, potter downstairs, see the first act that was on, and there was a punter down there, just chatting away, telling jokes to the acts. Now, I know, in my heart of hearts, doesn't matter how nice a guy is, they didn't want that. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And so they was just sort of stood there being polite. Was he going, I've got one for you? Well, it was sort of a bit like that. He was telling these anecdotes and saying stuff that I, I know they didn't want to hear. Yeah. 
And so I just sort of turned to the guy. Now, I'm not a, I'm not the most assertive person in the world sometimes when it comes to working with adults. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I turned to the guy and, and, and I just sort because I weighed up the situation. Yeah. Turned to him and I said, um, are you connected to the venue? And he said, no. And then I paused and I said, well, would you mind not, would you mind popping back upstairs then? Because this is not really where you should be. Uh, and he sort of looked at me a little bit puzzled and sort of said, oh, yeah, okay. And then he sort of, sort of sculpted away slightly and, and then he went away. Uh, and then Dan said to me, what do you do for a living? It's Dan Evans. I said, I'm a teacher. He goes, well, I, I think you handled that really well. He said, <laughs> you, you were assertive but polite. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I think, thanks. He said, normally what I would do is go walk away, is what Dan said, like disappear if, if uh, a punter's down there. Yeah, and just yeah. avoid them. But uh, I don't think that is acceptable to let get them go, not just in a, like through a door next to it. They had to go down some stairs into the bowels of the kind of venue. Yeah. And not only is it from the act's perspective, but also the venue. You know, there's all sorts of, they might be loads of bottles of booze or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. and stuff down there, you know. So what it didn't have, there was a sign saying no entry for the public. So that's my next the next yeah. gig will have that. Yeah, fuck off, then. Yeah, please yeah, don't. Yeah. But they just well, invite themselves. They think they can just, yeah, I'm going to have a chat with that guy who's just been chatting for 20 minutes on stage. Yeah, they, they think that the guy on stage is their mate because that guy on stage has, has been pretending to be their mate throughout their yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? And it's a bit of an illusion. But I've had um, people wanting to meet acts and I'm, I never know how to play. I always say to the acts... Do you want somebody, if somebody asks, do you want me to let them through or do you want me to keep them at bay? Yeah. Um, it's totally up to you. And, and and I'm always really worried that they, I say that and what they actually hear is, do you mind if we bring some acts through? Mm. It'd be really good if you, so we bring some punters through. It'd be really good if you, if you would. And I don't mean that. I genuinely mean, if you want to meet some, I'll let them in. If you don't want you know. Is the green room not... Maybe let them in, but maybe there are some people outside who would love to see you if you if if you wouldn't mind, and at least then they can then yeah I mean, have a get, get out if you get can, back in if you can get a holding area that's yeah. the thing yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good shout but it isn't always possible let them go to the people rather than the people come to them but there, there's a downside to that because one people can turn into ten people it can very quickly yeah. and then some acts I, love it if they've had a good gig they so, thrive off that so that little bit well of this is it yeah. that's exactly what I was going to go on to say yeah. but some acts can't fucking stand it yeah you know what I mean <laughs> they should be able to shouldn't they you'd oh, think so yeah. you'd think so you'd think so but um, you know yeah. it's a long day I mean they're at work aren't they you know yeah, and, and, and if they're on the way up and they're not used to it, I think they quite like it. But you know, if, it's a bit like working in a shop. You finish your shift, and then there's a load of customers who want to say how much they enjoyed your yeah. service. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's weird, isn't it? It really is weird. A lot of them do like it. I would say more do like it than don't. Mm. But yeah, it's a but it's an awkward one. But the ones that come and outstand outstay the welcome. What, the punters, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one they I think don't they're like. now back in the, yeah, in the back the, rooms. You, and you can see the minds were in out to hang around here. Oh, yeah, well, you yeah. know, he's got to turn into cocaine and hookers in a minute. You and just know right the, I've got a story yeah. to tell. They go like, to band but, nights and get the same, yeah, I bet yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, they think that they know what they're doing, oh, they absolutely yeah. know it's not just a casual let's go and say hello, it's kind of like let's. Infiltrate the back rooms. It's, it's never the shy ones, is it? It's, it's not. It's always the ones yeah. that want to be in your face. Yeah, it's true. 
So I always sort of like, get yourself here, fuck off. So punters, <laughs> I don't know how many punters we have listening to this, but... Um, don't, Fair few. Yeah, don't, just ask first. Don't just yeah. appear in yeah. the, you know, in the what is effectively their changing room private area. Yeah. I, I, I sort of genuinely worry how much care I should put into making it a sort of, I was going to say safe environment. Sanctuary. But, yeah, sanctuary. I mean, do, do they even want me there? Because, uh, I mean, I, I know some acts, and it's good to have a bit of a gossip with them, right? Uh, but then sometimes you get acts who's, by their nature, they want to hold court a little bit, and you suddenly, by proxy, yeah. become an audience member within the green room. But some acts just want a bit of headspace, and they don't want to feel as though they have to talk to the promoter. It's true. You know, or the so, other acts sometimes. But, yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. In those situations, you know... You can't have two green rooms, and otherwise, it you know that that doesn't always work. But now I quite like that. You know, mm. I quite like buzzing in and out. I'm usually too busy anyway. But having a little chat, catching up, yeah, making friends. I quite like it. I quite I quite like saying hello to the acts because you you're um, building relationships. And I think the impression you leave with an act, or the act leaves about you, is quite important as well. If, yeah. if they leave and you've been cool and nice and uh, accommodating, yeah. Then they're they're more likely to want to come back, perhaps. If you're a dick and they didn't even see you, you know, you are kind of putting a little stamp for next time, maybe, aren't you? When I first used to meet Axe, like, because you, I, I was basically the guy at the gym, be coming out with shit things like, "Hello, I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish I was you." <laughs> I try not to tell them that I was an open spot once. They sort of assumed that I was. Because somebody will mention something. I remember um, we met Tom Stade, didn't we? Yeah. And Tom Stade was going, oh, so how long have you been in comedy, Paul? I've not done it for fucking ten years. Mm. And he started giving me advice. I thought, this is wasted on me, mate. I've got absolutely no intention of going back behind the mic. <laughs> but, yeah, lovely guy, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall we move that one on? Yeah, let's do that. That can go in, can't it? Yeah, stick it in. Stay out. You've put Microsoft Arses. I don't know if you've noticed, but the uh, font on Microsoft Acts just this week has changed automatically, the standard font. Has it? It has. I mean, I thought somebody in my workplace, I changed it without, you know, reference to anyone. What's the standard I, font? I can't remember the names of them. It, we used to use Calibra, and it's now something else that's just a little bit more, get this, inclusive. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so so was I, but apparently people... I'm not sorry to hear it's more inclusive, it's changed without warning. Yeah, I don't like things like that. I like like things not to change without warning. Mm. Apparently they spent millions on researching which font would be the best font for people with dyslexia or difficult... It used to be Comic Sans, the one in teaching that you use for all sorts of things. Oh, no, Comic that... Sans is no, honestly, Comic Sans was the one that you could use that kids with dyslexia apparently right. recognised. Well, much that makes more sense readily because this this new font, which is the standard font, as you have to change it, right? Um, it looks a little bit like Comic Sans. Okay. I, I forget the name of it, but it's got the curved. So it's a variation, a little bit comic-y kind of. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not quite so uh, informal because Comic Sans is informal in it. I mean, you can't write, like, you know... No, Comic Sans is, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's like child's writing. Yeah. It, like, you write an email, without prejudice, prejudice and subject to board approval, we would like to offer you 1.4 million for your... Yeah. No, you're not writing that in Comic Sans, are you? <laughs> you're not going to write that in Comic Sans. Yeah. No. You know, it's a bit like... Do you know? Do you remember when you 2 gave you that album and you didn't have any choice in it? 
Yeah. And everybody was fucked off. What it, did you have to do to get that? Nothing, uh, but it was... Could be on Apple. It just appeared in your Apple playlist. Yeah. And they just shut it in. I never thought it would be Maverick. And everybody... I don't think there's anybody... I couldn't even tell you what the album's called. It might have been an absolute work of art, but I didn't listen to it. What's more, yeah. I actually went out of my way to down, illegally download it as well, <laughs> just so I could say... Balance uh, it out. I, I wanted to, at the time, like... I want, I want to illegally download me fucking music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're giving it me for nothing. You're taking the fun out of it. So tell me, why do people hate you too so much? Because they do. There's a lot of yeah. like genuine hatred, hatred towards them. Some of their tunes were good. I, As a band, I think they were really, really good. But I tell you, I listen to... It's Bono, I think. I think... I, I think he's a bit up himself. Little Bono. Little, yeah, little Bono there. Um, he... He did a biography, an autobiography, right? And it is, it's grandiose, right? It's a load of name dropping. Well, it's no, not quite. He, he'll talk about his his upbringing, and then it'll play this mystical bit of music, and then he'll sort of instead of saying something like, uh, "When I was five years old, I was brought up by my father, who was a good bloke, and all the rest of it," he'd, he'd come up with all of this. A poetic prose to describe his childhood, okay. like in a mystical Irish way, and I, and I thought, is he going to stop this soon? And then, and after a bit, I thought, oh, fuck this! I, I, I'm sending it back. Yeah. I'm not listening. I couldn't be dealing with it. Because I just tell me what happened. I just don't get why people have so much hate towards artists. You either like them or or don't. But you, you know, you don't openly or, or go out of your way to sort of. Destroy them? No, no. But lots of people do with you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I suppose <laughs> we're doing it a little bit. But I, I, I will say um, their performance on Live Aid is still seminal. Um, Under a blood red sky, fantastic live album. I mean, some people did say, Fire, they they did say Tree. he t- kind of tagged on to some big charity events. Yeah, didn't he? he used I, to sort of get involved because people, cynical people, said that is because it sells records at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. If you do a little bit too much of that, yeah, people start wondering why, don't they? I've seen a gig they've done at that Las Vegas Dome thing. It looks fantastic, doesn't it? Oh, it looks it's totally immersive. But you you've got to have the whole works of the inside uh, projections and everything. It looks a lot better than that viral footage of Bono singing outside Paddy Power. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> Love to put that one in. Oh, Hellfire and Damnation! You've got. Best Thorpe Shell service station, northbound M11. Oh, not again. It's always getting stick. <laughs> yeah, well, Kai, bear with me. So I'm driving back from that there, Tunbridge Wells, um, and I'm busting for piss on the M11. Like, I thought I'd make it home. I'm on the M11. I'm not that far away, right? And, uh, oh, no, it, it's no good. I've got to pull off. And there's a service station, and there's a sign for it with a little toilet logo thing. And I thought, well... I can go for P here. I could even go for P here if it was disabled because the little logo said so, right? Yeah. So I pulled in, absolutely busting. It was a shell garage. And I walked through the door straight towards the loo and there was a big sign on it saying, customers only. And I thought, if I go in there now without buying anything, there's going to be a guy jumping on my case. I don't need the drama. So I quickly glanced up, looked at the drinks, thought, right, water. One pound eleven. That'll fucking do. One pound eleven. 
And I thought, oh, I'll probably claim it on expenses anyway. So I had to queue up with this £1.11's worth of water. I paid for it, and then I turned around and went back again. Then I noticed the other sign that said, toilet out of order. Oh, wankers. Yeah. I, you know, I had to pay to buy... I still got that water, it's still in my car. Mate. And I couldn't obviously drink it, I was busting for piss. Get in the fucking bin, that's yeah. out of order. That, yeah, well, that's, that, that is literally out of order. It is, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I thought it was good. I thought it was going to do something physically to my inner waterworks. Now, I'm the sort. Of, it, it was that far gone. I'm the sort of person that will bypass the staff and say, "I'm just going to use the toilet. I'll be back in a minute to get a pint if I go in a pub just to use the carsey." Yeah. And then I'll try it if it's a pub I know I'm never going back to. Then I'll dive out the door. Then I'm yeah. going to stop you. You've no, unloaded. No. I've done that. I've done that. Why didn't you do it there? I, I was just tired, and I thought, oh, "Okay." Do, do you know if you do that in a McDonald's, right? And you say, you do what you're, do what yep. you say, yeah? Just that. Yeah, 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 I'm just going in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's called a McPiss, right, if you've got a McDonald's. <laughs> right. And actually, when you when you do it and then you don't buy anything, that's called a McPiss with lies. Oh, yeah, I've done that more than yeah, enough times. me too. But if they ever stop with you, you go, look, mate, I've been eating McDonald's since I was a kid. I've, I've eaten my fair share yeah. of McDonald's. Yeah. The least you can let me do is curl one out. <laughs> I'm going for a, a, muck, a muck crouch. <laughs> oh no, you've put here Sucker Carlson. Did he see him? I do see him frequently. I think he's a knob, but he makes he gets people watching. And but did you see him interview Putin? He, I didn't see the interview. Yeah, is it a good interview? Well, he comes across as an absolute bell cheese. He does, doesn't he? I mean, it just anyway. But he couldn't crawl any further up Putin's asshole if he tried. And Putin, the body language, he was looking at him, and it all over his face, right? He, he was looking at him as if to say, you're a fucking idiot. Absolute pure propaganda. Right, I haven't seen it, so... Yeah, it's just, I mean, look, Putin spent an hour, he just said, well, actually, here's why I've invaded uh, uh, Ukraine. Um, have you got five minutes? And then started banging on for the next hour about some bogus history of the Ukraine. Okay. That didn't make sense to anybody apart so from him. he came up as saying that Boris Johnson condemned... Tucker Carlson for his interview with Putin, right? And then they said, well, get well, what about if we get you on, something like that? What if we get you on, Boris? How much would it cost? Boris Johnson wanted a million pounds yeah, to he, speak to Tucker Carlson. Uh, <laughs> and they fucking hate him. Yeah, what do you expect? I mean, Boris Johnson's an opportunist yeah. twat, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, we, we always knew this. He's a shyster. Yeah, yeah. Where, where is, where's Putin? I mean, he's he's a clever bloke, Putin, but he's a uh, he's he's a uh, a merciless bloody he's a, he's a gangster. Yeah, he's basically a gangster running a country. Yeah, for Putin to go on to a Tucker Carlson podcast or or web webinar or whatever, yeah. it does smack of a bit of desperation, though, doesn't it? It's not normal. Putin needed somebody, an ex CNN bloke who. I mean, there's a whole raft of them in in. Uh, in the States that are what Putin's asked. Do you mm. know what Trump said last week? He said, those in NATO not paying their subs, well, they deserve Putin coming after him. That's what he, that's what he said last week. Putin yeah. should go after them if they're not Fucking paying their fair share of subs. Yeah, he's an absolute... That sort of rhetoric is and absolutely... And this Sucker Carlson, or Sucker Carlson, I called him, is right. You have Sucker. Yeah, yeah. You don't like puns, Pablo. 
Well, he, yeah, he was. Doing? What are you he, doing, making a map like that? Well, he was a sucker, and he and also he was noshing off Putin, so he can fucking get in. Funny followers. Go on then. Praise be to funny followers. I had a gig in I. Yeah. And loads of people were there from other gigs around and about. There were people oh, right. from Beckles, people from Wingfield, people who had come from Chedgrave, who kind of used to travel out there, all going there Brilliant. to enjoy a bit of comedy. And right. I say praise be because that's the way it should be. I thought this was going to be your... Um uh, y- your media splashes this week, where you've been saying you're gonna wait, you're gonna you're gonna chop a bollock off. No, um, yes. Put put a toilet brush up your ass. What else are you gonna do? Because you're getting people to vote, and if you win, that is also you, gonna be on there. You, Praise you, be to anyone who voted for Shaft of Wit's Dirty Dozen to win the Chortle Open Spot Comedy Night. And you're gonna tattoo cum bucket on your forehead. I'm no none of those things, Pablo. None of those things. I'm, I thought that's what you said. I'm I must either, have misread it. You did. Is that why you voted? <laughs> I'm going to either host a show in my pants, yeah, if I win, yeah, or have half my head shaved, not yeah. a bollock chopped off, no, all right. um, or have the word dirty re- sharpied on my forehead for seventy-two hours. Oh, right, okay. If oh, I win, I was nearly right with that one. You were close. Yeah, come bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Young, dumb, and full of cum, <laughs> just tattooed on my forehead. Don't put that in. That's just <laughs> too much. <laughs> Making it rhyme just made it seem even more wrong. Uh, so yes, praise be to anyone who voted as well, and loads of people did. You might be in with a shout, mate. I'd like to think so. Then I saw that previous winners have also been doing it, but yeah, I'm I think not... people like the idea. It's I'm... lovely to see what sort of uh, what sort of um, people comment and click. Arthur Smith voted. Yeah, well, Tony voted. That's got to be worth two vote, votes each. Well, if they look at it and go, well, that's well endorsed, then we'll have that. Well, what do you do? It could be shortlisted. I mean, they had a uh, podcast on there. I mean, we wouldn't get a look in, would we? No, they choose all of that stuff up front. I don't know where they yeah. get that info from. This yeah. one's like a more about a social media sharing about it. Mm. it. And I suppose once you've clicked on it, they've got your email address, haven't they? Once you vote. Um, that works. No, I didn't take that. They were Okay. But they yeah. will have it if you log in. They'll know who who you are. You'll have it's my email form, address. I tried to get him to print a story about the pod, but he just ignored me. Yeah, Steve so Bennett. Can, can up his hoop. But it's good because I started out as a as an open spot way back in the day, and I was also in the student. The, I was in the final of the Chortle Student Comedy Awards. You, you need once upon a time. Yeah, I mean the the, the industry needs um, open spot gigs, doesn't it? It definitely does because you can't just start. Somebody's just not going to pay. Like that guy that was annoying your axe by telling him all jokes. You wouldn't just give him some money to, no. to, to sort of uh, for paying customers <laughs> just because you liked the cut of his jib in yeah, the yeah, yeah. when he was bullshitting people. They, they actually think it works like that. They think because they're a bit of a laugh down the pub or in the office, yeah, they can just walk onto the stage. No, it doesn't work like that. Doesn't you got to do literally hundreds of gigs? Yeah, and yeah. I was chatting to somebody the other day, and they they started out doing a bit of comedy and. I started out with people who were travelled up and down the country and they started out with a five-minute spot somewhere 
and now their household name. But there, there is a lot in between. It's 10 or 15 years of traveling and dying on your ass and dying yeah. on your ass and going back for more and not giving up and having great gigs and bad gigs. Yeah, having yeah. small gigs and big gigs, and then at some point you get the recognition. The amount of open spots I've come across that a lot of them think it's just like, well, if I'm good at this, I can just go straight there. Yeah. And actually, fast forward a few years later, Live at the Apollo is putting open spots on. But you know, well, all people that, that. They were open spots, yeah. Yeah, they were open spots before yeah. they went on Live at the Apollo. That actually happened. But it's lovely to see, you know, it's, it's like. People Alf, getting their chance, you know. People doing tours like Alfie Moore. I booked him as an open spot way back, and he's oh, doing yeah. great. And, you know, John Richardson, as I've said before, Russ Howard, there's loads and loads of people. But they've earned their stripes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. say. Yeah, there's no guarantees there. Oh, you've put. Skipping Big Daft Dad. Well, I'll tell you what I saw the other day, Kai. So in the context of a world where phrases like toxic masculinity is thrown around, I saw something which actually filled my heart with joy, right? it I was near the station in Norwich, and there was a guy, he must have been a good 18 stone, maybe six foot six, beast of a man, proper lump, with his son, who was looked about sort of nine, ten years old, and they were skipping together, going to the train station. And they were both skipping in time. Nice. And he was obviously getting his son to sort of get a bit of a wiggle on, but it's his, his way of doing it, turning it yeah. into fun. And I sort of thought that just looked so cute. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. God love him, you know what I mean? And yeah, it just just filled my heart with joy. So I'm saying, praise be to skipping big daft dad. Beautiful. Yeah. You can have that, mate. Thanks, mate. Shall we Shall we just pop off a moment and do a Patreon? Let's do that, yeah. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promoter mouths. Well, that was the Patreon uh, interlude. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for sticking around, everyone. Yeah. Um, what did we talk about there? Um, we, we talked on a bit of serial killers. Um, we talked about Madonna's Snatch. Um, yeah. Gaza and Raul Malt. How long, you know, um, downloading internet. Yes. In, no, internet, what is it? The internet downloads with modems. Yeah, first internets. Um, Kai's uh, dodgy internet history. Uh, me, me wanting to run away to become a backing dancer. By joining the ballet. That actually was discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me being friends with Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, yeah. I, I've said this before, haven't I? I used to teach... Oh, Osama's kids or something. Um, his nephew. So Osama Bin Laden's brother yeah. went to the school I taught at. I, that... I know they've got a big family, but it's more closer. The brother was more closer... I, yeah, I, think son, I, I yeah. do recall you telling me. Yeah, because yeah, we had to but give you, him a false but, name when but, we travelled. You can't remember that because you had too much of a good time in the nineties. I did. I, so if you that's, ever hear that's us, a call back to the Patreon. If you ever hear us uh, not remembering names, there's a good reason for that. Yeah, it's early onset nineteen ninety syndrome. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Anyway, let's get on to comedy rumours. Uh, it's now time for comedy rumours, forward slash shit housery. Uh... Thank you, Dara. You've put 
schoolyard shitousery shenanigans. Do you know, is it last week or the week before, I said sometimes the comedy industry, the comedy circuit, some of the comedians um, round up on people like like they like in the schoolyard when they mm. all used to pick on the same lad. I've seen more evidence of this this week. I've been inboxed by this, by different people talking about the same chap. And and it just sort of strikes Isn't me. Isn't it one individual who just keeps bleating out his kind of opinions on things that don't necessarily concern him? He seems to be very concerned with everything. On the face of it, you'd think he was a really nice chap. But I've just, I, I kind of know that this, this chap is sort of messaging people and uh, trying to coerce them into doing things. He's trying, trying to bully people. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, it's a bit... I mean, bit, we'll keep it ambiguous. But, we're going um, to have to, but it's the same name keeps cropping up. I think, I think what name should we give him, Pablo? Um, uh, Stanley Dogfucker. Oh, it's an unusual surname. It's not real, I made it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Stanley Duckfucker. Uh, have you got an improvement with Stanley Duckfucker? No, I don't, don't need one. That was brilliant. Yeah. Just no, I'm not it's not a surname I've heard before. No, it's well it's not. I mean it's not like a Catholic name or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Welsh? <laughs> no. I heard a strange surname today and it, the surname was Snodgrass. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. It's yeah, quite, yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. it before, but it came up and I'm like, wow, that's an unusual surname. Yeah. That was a, that was always a go-to um, surname for somebody who was a bit boring. Anyway, whatever right. his name is, yeah, so. well, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, there's a guy I know. He did a he did a poster for, for his for his gig, and there was a bit of a. He was getting messaged by people saying other people are saying that your poster for the gig is a bit sexist. He, he put a gig on, right, and. Um, no women applied, so he, he he called it something to do with sausages as a bit of a joke, and then loads of people sausage party, yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then people were messaging him saying, "Oh, he's proper kicking off on uh, on some of the private groups over here." Two cocks and a fanny is that what you call it when it's got a woman in it? Yeah, exactly. Can you, can you do that? So, so, so yeah, it's kicking off and people messaging him, and then he's sort of like, "Oh crikey, what, what have I done here?" And, and he rescinded it. That's, well, that's so, the, so you don't need yeah. to do that. You, no. you can't be pushed around. By I these understand people. where that sort of behaviour comes from, though. When you suddenly pull back because you think, "Oh no, I don't want to be that guy." It's people taking the moral high ground. Yeah, people do that. They'll take the moral high ground and then they make like they're giving you advice. But what they're actually doing is bullying. Yeah, it is. It's exactly that. It's that whole thing of that's your opinion and they think they're the spokesperson for the whole industry sometimes you do get that don't you i get that impression from i think i know who you're talking about and yeah. it's like the person who shouts the loudest often isn't it it is it's no like, well it's come back to bono a bit isn't it? nobody you know else I mean? gives a shit really and, well, and just the fact that you've suddenly said this and stirred it up and you're getting likes from people who maybe agree with you but wouldn't necessarily say it doesn't make you any writer or any more righteous. It just makes you, you know, a bit of an interfering knob. Yeah. I mean, some people are addicted to being right all the time about something. Yeah. I'm right. I'm virtuous. All those people over there are balance. Yeah. 
Where's a bit of food? And they feed off of the... Where's, where's food? It, it seems so extreme at times that it's probably making up for some past misdemeanours or whatever that they'd like to feel they've put behind them. Yeah. And by constantly bleating on about the more kind of righteous things in the industry mm. and, and gain, garnering some support from people who agree with that, it might be making them feel a bit better about yeah. themselves. Well, you know what? Because they're not that guy anymore yeah, or something like that. I mean... If, I could be wrong. It's all right for me to call it shit housery, but I have got to count my lucky blessings. I, I don't behave that way, and I don't behave that way because I was as lucky as being brought up. I, I was, you know, I was given enough attention, enough love, so I don't have to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I feel sorry for them, but there are some damaged individuals in bloody. This industry, oh, well, there are. Well, I mean, there are in a lot of industries. You could probably, you know, if you had little drawers, you could open them with different categories of, <laughs> of damage. Yeah, there are the promoters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are the bigger promoters. There yeah. are the open spot ones. There's those, and yeah. then you've got the acts. Then you've got the ones that have just got the middle aged ones, the crisis ones. You've got the high, the professionals. Yeah. The, lo- I, the lonely ones. I definitely was the midlife crisis comedian when I first started. <laughs> was it? De- definitely, yeah, yeah. Was it about ten years? You said. Well, no, what, I was about twelve. Yeah, I was about fourteen 40, when, I, 40, when, yeah. when I when I when I first started. Sounds doing about it. right. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good little adventure to go on. But uh, it's exciting if you're yeah. not a born performer. Yeah. I mean, I came to it after doing drama and things like that. So, like I said before, it's like a fix. But for people yeah. who just go into it, dreading yeah. it, yeah. and it can be really quite quite an uplifting experience yeah it's true i mean I, I i couldn't talk in front of groups of people but i can now you know there you go yeah yeah here's one from last week we just bumped up uh russell brand the pub ruining bastard you've put yeah pretty much what he's done in his little village where he lives he's he bought a pub just before lockdown and uh he promised the people of the village that he'll keep it running as a pub but since he's bought it he hasn't, he hasn't opened it again. Oh. And he's, there, he's now applied for planning permission to change its use. I mean, good luck. To get a pub, uh, a pub's planning permission changed, when the whole of the village is against you, yeah. you, you you're going to struggle. But yeah, I'm the only pub in the village or something, and uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, not been, it's not been open. That that happened here with the Angel, didn't it? Because that was likely to change into residential they, they until somebody it. took it on. Yeah, it wasn't likely to change into residential. They couldn't get planning for it. Well, it's hard. Mm. And and if you can, a, a pub with um, well, here's the thing, right? A pub with pub planning is, for argument's sake, would be worth say a hundred grand. If that pub then gets residential planning, you can treble that. Because that's how much it's worth. Okay. So that's partly people's motivation. Well, but he's been using it as a recording studio to do his YouTube videos talking about, um, I don't know, conspiracy theories. and. There are many more options to be able to set that sort of thing up. Not being a sex case, that kind yeah. of thing. He's managing to reappear. I'm seeing him a lot more again mm. on the internet. And he's got loads more charges against him. But I guess it's just Has he? throwing money at lawyers to say... Yeah, keep it all quiet. Sort, well, just keep let them sort it out. Yeah. Come back to me when there's a serious accusation. Yeah. Because it must be, for him to still be walking among us, I think the there must be a lot of, a lot of just uh, nonsense in that case. I don't a lot know. of lies and, a, well, 
Why isn't maybe. he? Why isn't he been arrested? Well, the lines are blurred, aren't they? But why yeah. hasn't he? If, if if there's some valid arguments there, yeah. Well, we said it at the time that if he was a complete um, uh, prolific shagger, if he shags. 200 people in a year, for argument's sake. Out of those 200 people, how many of them are walking away thinking, well, oh, how how, uh, how much permission did I give for that fumble that turned into a shag? But there's, so there's lots of, you know... Yeah, but there are such serious accusations that for him to be able to... For him to not have been arrested by now suggests that there's far too much going on there for them to unpick. Mm. But even so, he should be behind bars if it's that true. If it's that true, it takes time, doesn't it, to build up? Build up. Well, I'm sort of with you. I don't you know, know what I mean. Yeah, jury's out in it. I don't know. I don't know, mate. It's, it's it's a funny one. If there was no question that I've done the crimes that he's done, one of them, I would not be on the internet carrying on as normal. He did a cracking um, book about addiction. I forget what it's called, but I listened to it, and. Um, it was really good, and he read it out, and you felt like you got a real sense of his character. Do you know yeah. that sometimes yeah. happens? So to to then think that he might have been up to all kinds of no good was a bit shocking. Um, but it can happen, you know. It can happen. Yeah. So I, I, I when don't you're know. drunk on fame as well, it seems an odd exactly move. That it seems yeah. an odd move for a drug, alcohol, sex addict to open a pub. Anyway, it's probably safer to be. Not a pub. Yeah. It seems an odd choice of building. Yeah, well, he probably had no intentions of, you know. Well, exactly, but I'm going to open a pub. Mm. Well, anyway, for for, for for closing down a pub, um, I think that's shit, Alzheimer's. Or, if you're an addict and you want the pub. It's a valuable local resource. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He could open it. He could make it a really good community hub, couldn't he? Well, that's that's what he said he was going to do. He yeah. just didn't do it. Sounds like bullshit. Uh, yeah. yeah. How much space do you need for a fucking podcast? Look at us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably, With a bit of decoration, this would be... He's not going to live in a little house, is he? You know no. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Barking like a twat in Lodden and Shedgrave. In brackets. The local bit. I love Lodden, me. Lodden <laughs> is dead nice. What do you like about it, Pablo? I like, I like the fact that I like its proximity to Norwich. I like the fact that it's got four pubs. Is it four? Probably five if you count the job. Uh, I like the fact, you, yeah, you can go on a little pub crawl. You, you can get yourself a, some a, pork scratchings from the co-op. Yeah, yeah, do that because they did chilly ones, and you can bring it back into the Swan. Get get a nice pint of. I've not had a pint this month. Smuggle them in. Looking forward to having a pint next week. I like the ducks at the stave. I'll tell you what I like Go more on. and more, and uh, it's the the hardware store. I've been doing some DIY, yeah. and normally what I'd do is I'd get straight onto Amazon, order everything you need, do it the following day, and get the yeah get it the next day. But I decided no, I'm going to go down there. And yes, okay, it's a little bit more expensive than shopping online. You have it today. But you've got it today, and actually you're supporting a local business. And he's well-stocked. Well-stocked, got everything I needed, and I don't mind spending five quid extra for a few things if if it's all of that and you've got it in your hand. He's coming up to a reckoning day soon, isn't it, with his next-door neighbour in the garage? It is. That must be a day after tomorrow. 
23rd, I think it's up for review. Oh, good luck, Mohammed. Fancy a curry tomorrow? No, Saturday? I've got a gig tomorrow. Um, Possibly. Just a little quick kind of chapati and sag. I I tell you what, whilst I've been slimming, I've just been eating tandoori mixed grills and um, getting a bit fed up of them. Do you know last week I was working away, I got a tandoori mixed grill delivered to my room. From the, oh, not from the Raj. No, delivered to my room in Tunbridge Wells in a hotel. And because I had to spend £5 more to get um, free delivery, um, it worked out cheaper to spend £5 more. I got a mixed mix grill starter. So I had two mixed grills. Fucking hell. Right. Fast forward, lunchtime the following day, I went to see a new tenant. It's an Indian restaurant. Will you will you sit down and eat with us in a mixed grill? A triple mixed grill. i tell you what, though. That last one was something else. Oh. Mick Michelin star rated chef. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, is he a tyre fitter by day? <laughs> no, no, I'm celebrity chef. Shit, you're not. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, did yeah. you rank them? Did you say I had one from uh, the the branch cars around the corner? I didn't tell him that, no. No. No, no. I just said, yes, please, and there you go. Uh, anything else that we can add? Because uh, otherwise, parking like a twat in Lodden in Chedgrave, yeah. it's going to be a bit sparse. But that's, um, that's Lodden for you. That's Lodden for you. <laughs> Well, here's one, Pablo. Now, I don't normally get green rooms in my venues. Yeah. They're usually pubs, and mm. people have to mix and mingle until the gig starts. I know acts prefer to have a place to go. Yeah. And recently I had a gig that has a green room. Mm-hmm. And I did the right thing that I thought was right, and I got some snacks. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of an effort, isn't it? You go out, you've got it's a little bit of a side quest. Yeah. You go out, you so, so some crisps and Keep some chocks. Keep some crisps, yeah, chocks. Um, what did I get? Um, some sausage rolls, some sausage bits, and um, yeah, generally water, things like that. Which I thought, yeah, that's a pretty decent spread. Yeah, put it in. Hardly touched. That's mm. the second time that's happened where I've gone out and done it, and barely anything's been been eaten. And my question is, are they are they worth it? Yeah, number of reasons. Um, if you if you buy a bottle of wine and some beer. They get hardly touch. You basically bought yourself a bottle of wine and some beer, forty percent off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is that. Yeah. So, so am I buying? Because I buy stuff that I quite like, kind of knowing I'm going to be taking it home with yeah. me. But also, um, I buy stuff which I think maybe they might quite like. Because well, here's the thing: right? what do they like? What's well, a good rider? I t- I t- bananas are always good. Okay, I, I know this because I'm making uh, a mental note now. <laughs> Last time I put Sean Walsh on, I said to his agent, um, is there anything he wants in the rider? I often ask that, if, can, yeah. if I remember. And he and he come back with, yeah, bananas. Okay. So Bit of energy, sugary energy, yeah. easy easy going. Yeah. I went over the top a bit. I bought, like, loads of bananas. <laughs> and he said, you got loads of bananas. He said, oh, I messaged your agent, yeah. said, what do you like? Yeah. Said, well, like? He said you were bringing your monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what he said to me, he said... Um, it's 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 really good. Before you go on stage, you want a bit of energy, yeah. but you don't want to be sort of hiccuping and burping. You just want a little bit of a boost. Yeah. So I don't need all them bananas, actually, Paul, but uh, a banana is really good before you go on. 
Mm. And, it, and you, you get offered a lot of shit and you don't want to eat the but shit. But many of them don't want to drink much beer because they're driving. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, do they want things like, like a little sort of buffet style? No, it sounds like they don't. Uh, but I've had it before when I've had loads of open spots. So I thought, well, they're going to just love a bit, some crisps and chocks and stuff like that. You know, it was a, it was a dirty dozen. I think Not one. The table's just yeah. stacked up. I've had it before when they've probably had a good look. The fruit, other than the bananas, don't bother with any no, other fruit. Oranges, apples. No, no. No. No, no, no one likes it. Bananas, maybe. Crisps. Apples, if you if tear your thing, you can take them back. Crisps, I buy cheap shit. What about... Bits from Lidl. Well, I, I get to take all of those home, but... I I reckon fancy crisps might be better, like your flavoured popcorny stuff. You know, your your artisan crisps, small packets. I I I, I genuinely think the value in the rider is for them to see it and feel as though it was there if they wanted. Yeah, it was yeah. there if they wanted it, and they feel looked after. Okay, so they don't have to have it. So as long as it's there, because it is a bit of a pain in the ass to go shopping for it. Stacking yeah. up, and then you start. You start. Uh, oh, is it going to be? You know, do they want um, toffee crisp or or Twix or? or I just get whatever's an offer. I go in and yeah. sort of. I, I get bottles of water. I buy uh, yeah, like a twelve pack or whatever. Exactly that. So they they always get used. Donuts. Some if it's on offer, basically, I think you know, I've got a figure about seven or eight quid in my head, and I go. Whatever's cheaper on offer, and I'll get to about eight quid. All right. Bit of fruit, bit of confectionery, bit of crisps. I don't think I'm overthinking it, though. It was just, it feels like a waste when I go out for all that effort, and and it's all still there when, I, when they've all gone A lot of it is, yeah. And yeah. I'm saying to them, could you take some for the journey back? Sometimes I do a gig straight after work, and I've not had a chance to eat, and going back and meeting all these bloody yeah. crunching up cornflake cakes and but I'd hate to think of, brownies and shit. I'd yeah. hate to think there's an act who's left all that stuff there, and then they're crying in a service station toilet with a Ginsters. I've had acts before just fill their bag before they leave all the <laughs> did that last time so yeah if it's going yeah yeah oh, what about this then okay yeah so i you know is it worth asking them what they fancy do you reckon but not everybody i suppose but what, what do you like yeah it's what when gen, look yeah. I, I i just generally get a mix they don't have to eat. But I think you're right. It is worth the effort then because it is that thing of it's there if you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And yeah, four pack of beer, bottle of wine. They don't take that. Well, they get to choose the beer from the bar. Some, they sometimes they do. Well, it is, well, not all, every venue does that. No, no, I'm quite lucky with that. I've had acts before where I've been up and down buying them bloody shorts. And, I've, oh, and yeah. I've had the same act again, and I thought I made sure I've had a little bottle of vodka with me because I'm not paying sort of no six quid. Fa- a, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, so riders, they are worth it. Yeah, thanks, definitely. mate. I'll keep that up. Um, here's a final one on uh, opinion horse. Have you seen Katie Hopkins lately? You did send me a link. I haven't had a chance okay. to see. It. Well, basically, it you know, in the news was the sad passing of Steve Wright. Yeah. Top DJ and popular entertainer. Yeah. So, sure enough, Katie Hopkins is saying, or all over the social media reels and things, saying that basically the BBC killed Steve Wright by sacking him. She's after clicks, isn't she? Isn't it? I mean, you actually watched it, though, right? Yeah, I watched it through, and she's saying, I don't care what anyone says, the BBC killed 
Steve Wright she's, by, by letting him go. She's singing to her choir, isn't she? Um, because she she's got her the people who follow her and take her seriously are all sort of oh the B, we shouldn't pay the license fee because the BBC are part of the New World Order and they're trying to control us. All this old bollocks. There uh, she is. Ready? The BBC bosses that basically killed off Steve Wright because he lived for radio, so without it he had no reason to. And then coming along and saying, he's the greatest guy, legend. Yeah, sure. So why did you fire him, you absolute fuckers? Oh, he's the, gra- he's the greatest broadcaster of all time. Yeah. So why do you fire him, fuckers? You know what I mean? You're going to fire someone, OK, that, you know, shit happens, life happens. But don't be so duplicitous and come out and say, oh, we're so sorry. Yeah, I'm sure you're sorry. You're sorry because you now look like a bunch of wankers because you basically killed Steve Wright. And I mean that. I'm not retracting it. I'm not apologising for it. I mean it. There you go. She's another, isn't she? It It takes something spare. It takes a very special-minded person to say that. On an open platform, the do, old. Do, do you know what? Do you know we see those African people who jump back. on celebrity deaths and do a YouTube video within about fucking eight yeah, hours? That's the equivalent. The, that's, that's exactly that's that. what she stooped to. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe she did admire him as a DJ, but you you can't just go bleating that sort of thing out anyway. Not when he was on the radio a couple of days before he died. I don't mind her having a go at pedos. That's fine. Let's uh, plug some gigs, Pablo. Crikey, that's a, that's a lot of gig plugging there. It is, but I've got gigs around and about. 1st of March, Ched Grave, Joey Page and Ricky Bolshaw. Yeah. 2nd of March is Sol Bernstein and Chris Nortmorker, Louis McLean. Um, also, um, I've got April the 5th and Ooh. April the 6th. There's lots going on in Ched Grave and in I. Lot, uh, Pam Ford, Paul F. Taylor. Anyway, loads and loads, mate. Go to www shaftofwit.com and go to the what's on bit and you'll find out all sorts is going on in and around amazing it's growing 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 lovely stuff mate yeah um got a kick in in a couple of weeks sold out so it's i say that again but it is uh so i won't bore you with it uh 5th of april southwold art center and sacred theater sean walsh headlines both gigs sol bernstein gavin webster uh perform on both those with mcs cameron bailey and ban ben van der Velde. never get that name right yeah 26th of april lord kitchen is joy page adam bloom scott adams love stuff boy looking forward to seeing scott yeah do you, got- do you know scott I don't know Scott. No, no, no. Um, I've got it's one on act. the 26th of April with those acts as well. Not Scott, though. And news just in, the return of Cray Cray at the Comedy Store. Oh, really? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, all being well. Fantastic. Back on the cards. Yeah, we'll get some, uh, get some celebrities t- to contribute to oh, our Oh, we pod. hope so, don't we? Um, yeah, picking up where we left off, and uh, hopefully all will be good again. Brilliant. That was a very easy way to finish, wasn't it, Pablo? There we go. All done. Thank you, listeners. I'm going to go and finish the bathroom. Cheers, Pablo. Take care. Bye-bye.
Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.